you, you feel that tractor beam, that lure, well, wanting to be out there as we see Kenny picking up the aces? Well, hold that thought. I mean, BK here with the aces. But uh, just the short answer is no. Of course, I love playing, but I, I love being in here with you too, pal. I mean, you know, collect the ideas for a few days and just observe the proceedings. It's uh, it's a nice way to spend an afternoon. Batsy Akuski was a, with a pretty one next door. Low jack, high jack here. He's just gone. Note the proceedings. Collect the ideas. Well, Orpin and Chidwick out. On the topic of those ideas, how much variance do you see? Negranu's going to defend here with the pocket threes in terms of ideologies out there. Green Kenny makes a 2.5 big blind raise. Makita Bentakowski opts to just fold the 7-6 suited. This may seem super, super, super tight to some people, but he has very aggressive Stephen Chidwick yet to act on the button, and also very aggressive Isaac Haxton yet to act in the small blind. These players are often going to 3-bet and put Makita in a very rough spot. Also, you'll find that maybe from the hijack seat, you don't really want to have much of a calling range in general. That said, I probably would have called the 7-6 suited, but I'm going to presume whatever Makita did was just right for some reason. So anyway, he folded over onto Negrano. He calls with his baby pair, pocket threes. Let's go to the flop. Check top set against a wheel draw here. We'll get to the question momentarily. In the meantime, one would presume we're going to see some added streets as Kenny flings 5K out there. Looks like Daniel toying with Rays comes with call. Seemingly prudent. Flop comes ace, five, four, two spades. Negreanu checks his pocket threes as he will do with everything in this scenario. Bryn goes for a small-ish continuation bet, which I think is fine. A lot of people think you're supposed to always slow play top set, but... That's definitely not the case in scenarios like this where the board is very likely to change on the turn. Notice when it's ace 5-4 with two spades against the big blind in particular, they could easily have lots of straight draws and lots of flush draws. And that's going to make your set not good, well, at least not the super nuts, on a lot of turns. If the board was incredibly uncoordinated, like ace 9-3, maybe you can check it back. But even then, when you're playing 100 big blinds deep, you're going to find you usually just want to get money in the pot with your effective nut hand. So Bryn does bet over to Negreanu. He has an easy call with his gut shot straight draw and pocket threes. This is a spot where if he does spike a three, by the way, he's almost always good. Not this time, but usually when he does spike a three, he's going to be good. So this is a spot you absolutely cannot fold for a small bet out of position. It'll just be a little bit too weak in the spot. So Negreanu does call and we head to the turn. Neither player with a spade oh, and the man. three of spades is very bad news for Daniel. Perhaps some relief, given that it does present flush and straights on the board. But he comes out swinging. And to be fair, this is not exactly a great card for Kenny. Well said, Ali. Indeed does come out swinging. The turn brings the three of spades. When should Negranu leave? Because Negranu does opt to go for a small bet of 10,000 into the 23,000 pot. Typically, you want to lead when the turn and or river, whichever card we're considering leading on, gives you either a very big range advantage or a very big nut advantage. And that's typically going to be when your opponent completely lacks the nut hands. So in this spot, when a two makes a straight and seven, six makes a straight, 
this is a spot where Bren's not gonna have all that many combinations of those hands. So from that point of view, this is actually a pretty reasonable spot to lead. However, Bren definitely does have a lot of flushes. This is an interesting board though, because typically most of the flushes Bren would have would be the ace high flush, but the ace of spades is on the board. So now he only has king high flushes and worse, which severely limits the number of flushes Bren can have compared to if there was not an ace on the board. So I'm not sure if this is a spot where you're supposed to have much of a leading range. I would presume you're not supposed to lead all that often, but when you are leading, you definitely want to lead with a lot of hands that are almost always good but vulnerable, like sets. So I don't mind it. Let's see what Bren does. Kenny with a little look back. Goes for call. Some players may think that Bryn should opt to raise in this scenario because he likely has the best hand and he doesn't want to get outdrawn. The problem though is that if you think about the hands that Grandu would be leading with, it's going to be some bluffs that are drawing thin. To be fair, usually they're going to have a seven or a six in them or a spade. Or Negron is going to have a flush or a straight. And against a flush or a straight, Bren really, really, really does not want to make the pot big. Also, if he ha does happen to raise here and then Negron re-raises, well, now that makes Bren's hand top set shrivel up substantially. So this is the spot where even though Bren's hand is almost always good, he just has to call and go to the river. Oh my God. Quad threes, runner, runner. This is a 990 to one shot. The river brings the three of clubs. Daniel Negreanu has quads. Bryn Kenny has aces full of threes. What I want to do is I want you to take a second and tell me what you would do in Negreanu's shoes. Would you check? Looking to put in a check raise. Would you bet small, like 10,000 into the 43,000 pot? Would you bet big, like 25,000 into the 43,000 pot? Or would you bet gigantic? like 100,000 into the 43,000 pot. Take a second, think about it, pause the video, and write what you would do down there in the comment section below. And while you're down there, go ahead and click the like and subscribe button too. Thank you. Oh man. I, Unbelievably I, uh... <laughs> improbable. Oof. And that's gonna be it for Sensei Kenny. Yes. Granted, one... quads and a straight flush are available, but we have aces full, Nick. This is a cool spot because you always want to consider what am I trying to get called by? And when the board runs out like this, Negreanu's trying to get a hero call from an ace, right? It's kind of unlikely Bren has a flush. A lot of those are going to raise the turn. It's kind of unlikely Bren's going to call the hand like pocket jacks with a spade, right? So we don't really care about those. So we're mainly trying to get called by an ace. So how much will an ace call? Well, an ace will probably call a medium to big bet, like 25,000, which is exactly what Negreanu does. And I like that. This is a spot where I think a lot of people make an error of either betting small, which is just going to get called by a lot of aces anyway, but you're going to get called for less money, so you're going to leave money on the table. Or they check. And you have to realize if your opponent does have an ace or a hand like pocket jacks, they're not even going to bet this river because it's very, very easy for Negranu to have either a hand that is looking to check and then check raise, or Negranu's just going to have nothing, right? If Negranu has nothing, he's just going to check and then check fold. So this is a spot where Negreanu wants to bet, and he probably doesn't want to bet too big, because if Bryn has an ace and you bet gigantic, like one and a half or two X pot, Bryn might start to fold. Also, if you do happen to blast it, and Bryn does have a hand like seven, six, or maybe he has a flush, if you bet two times pot, he's just going to call. But if you do go for something like 25,000, he may opt to put in a raise some portion of the time. So when he does have a hand like an ace, he may even fold it to a humongous bet. And when he does have a good, but 
not super duper nut hand. If you do bet 25k, he's also going to still put in a raise with those hands, like with a straight or a flush. So Negreanu does go 25k. I like this a lot. Let's see how Brennan responds. Uh, you know, the, uh, let's see. Uh, indeed, it does appear to be the end for, for Sensei Kenny, but let us just observe what a run out this is. Ali, as you said, 990 to 1, some odd. Are there worlds in which, given how deep they are, and granted it's a touch premature, we know the they're raise is inbound that, from Kenny. They're not that deep, though. It's only it's only 110 BVs to start. Listen, you mentioned the straight flush as well. After the ensuing rejam, I don't think Bryn is going to love it. So there are possibly worlds where you, you rise up and just say, is he really doing this with a hand worse than Aces full? But uh, only 97,000 back, though. I think this one is just a wrap for Bryn. My goodness. Start the bus. All in. And you see Bryn, he has the Aces full. And isn't Snap calling because he recognizes it's the third nuts. Bryn, very reasonably, very logically, puts in a pretty chunky raise. And I like this, because if Negreanu does have a full house, or straight, or flush, he's at least going to feel somewhat inclined to call in this scenario. And given the way Negreanu's played this hand, he probably either has one of those hands or nothing. So I definitely like a big raise from Bryn. Over to Negreanu. He loads it in, as expected. Let's see what Bryn does. Can he find the hero fold with the third nuts? I guess I have the third nuts. Oh, there you go, Ollie. This is disgusting. GG, sir. Appears that he's covered. I mean. Sick. So I got 100. Bryn Kenny by. It's 200. Not a huge margin. 235. Covered by Negranu. Covered by a bunch. 262. That's sick. As soon as you said that, I'm like, oh no, I think he has the aces. Still manages to find the sportsmanship as he hands a fist bump over, but. Tough spot for Bren. He does actually think it through. You have to realize, whenever it goes big bet, or at least medium-sized bet, big raise, all in, Negreanu's not doing a whole lot of bluffing here. So which hands would he want to load his money in with for value? Would he really load it in with a hand like pocket fives or pocket fours in this spot? I don't know. In a poker tournament, you may actually not supposed to load your money in whenever you cannot re-enter. So... Look, I wouldn't fold in Bren's shoes, but I certainly do not fault him. This was not a slow roll or anything like that. He actually was sitting here thinking, man, <laughs> there's two hands I lose to. The 5-2 of spades, which Negreanu could have, and the 3-3, and the three, which Negreanu could have. And he sure has played it like he has it. And turns out, he just does. Sending Bren out the door early in the $300,000 buyer, buy-in super high roller bowl, and giving Negreanu a nice chip lead right off the bat. That's going to be it for today. If you enjoyed this video, click the like and subscribe button below. I would appreciate that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That lets everybody else know that you think this content is at least reasonable. Good luck, have fun, and if you're going to make a good hand, it might as well be quads.